Listen, we all struggle and have areas in our life that hurt and affect us deeply. All of us. You are not alone. I am not alone. You guys, that's why I created the Feel Better Journey, where we learn together how to implement super helpful strategies that help us feel better in our skin, in our lives, and in our circumstances. You guys, in this program, I am honest and more vulnerable and real than ever. It's kind of Danny Unplugged, where I really just share my heart. I share the strategies, the tools, the tactics, everything. And yes, I share my struggles. If you like how open I am on the podcast, trust me, you will love the Feel Better journey. I am more raw and more honest about my experience and how I get through really rough moments, how I've worked through the drama and trauma and crap in my past, and I share my heart. I share exactly what it took to find this inner healing, because like I've said a million times on the podcast, I believe God can heal us in an instant. But more times than not, it's a healing through the process. And that is what the Feel Better journey is all about, about unpacking and living and thriving through the process as God puts our life and our heart and our mind back together. You guys, in this program, I literally lay it all out for you. I give you all the tools and all the tactics that have helped me build a really amazing life from the inside out, one day at a time. Now, are my circumstances ideal or perfect in every way? Absolutely not. We all have stuff in our life. But you guys, if we can find that inner peace and that inner joy and that place of purpose with the Lord, oh my gosh, that's manna from heaven to help us live really great lives one day at a time. If you're not familiar with group coaching, don't worry, it's very chill. A coach is just someone who can help you find the tools and tactics and help you implement in your life to make the change that you've been longing for. So what comes with the program? There are private podcast audios that drop each week along with a workbook. An awesome workbook for all my type A overachiever friends. You guys, I worked my booty off on that workbook. And each week we have a live Zoom call that is 60 to 90 minutes. And these are some of my favorite times. You guys, this next round, like I said, we're going to actually have Jim, my therapist, join us on one of those Zoom meetings so you can actually get some coaching from Jim, which is amazing. You guys, if you're ready for your next step, you're ready to do that holy work of learning to embrace and walk in God's grace for yourself. Let's go. Grace is free, but learning to walk in it and be empowered by it, that takes a little bit of work. And that's the reason I created this program. And I'd love to have you join me in the Feel Better journey. Check out the link in the show notes or jump onto my website at dannysumner.com forward slash the Feel Better journey. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. 
This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Grace, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. It has been just an absolute pleasure. Like I said before, we even started recording just getting to know you. And I'm so grateful that God has brought you into my life. So I wanted to have you on because I wanted you to share your heart and your experience in the Feel Better journey, obviously. And so tell us, first of all, like, who are you? Where do you live? And tell us, like, you know, a minute about yourself and your history. Okay. My name is Grace Florshai. I was born in New York City and then moved to California and now have been in Arizona for 40 years. I retired and I just want to have all the joy that the Lord gives me in my heart and share it with others. I love that. A little tidbit that I didn't know until what, like two weeks ago that you used to own a Taco Bell, right? That's right. what you did. That's amazing. I think it's so cool. And I love, <laughs> I love that you're retired and that you were in this place of, hey, I want to know what's next. I want to know what's more in my life. And so, okay, well, tell us like what drew you to the Feel Better journey. What was it that intrigued you or brought you to the program? Well, I've listened to the podcast since day one, and I was in a really dark spot. And my sister, of course, and I share almost everything that we talk about is together. And I'm married to such a wonderful man, a godly man, but I wasn't appreciating who he was. So I was in a dark spot and being stubborn and being me. So my sister said, you know what? I heard this podcast today. You need to hook up with Danny. You need to listen to her podcast. So that day, I listened to episode one, and I haven't missed one since. Oh, that's so awesome. And that's so cool because I got to meet your sister Rose during one of our sessions. So that's super cool to, to know that history behind there. So that's what drew you to the program. So before you signed up, what were your apprehensions? Like, what were you scared about? Or were you scared? Or were you like, no, I'm signing up. I'm all in. Well, I listened to them and the honesty of what you had to say and the compassion that you talked with and just your whole being was in it. We weren't a number to you. We're always, a, it's like you're talking to me individually. And that's what I appreciated. And I know that you had the journeys already in session. I said, no, I'm not doing it. Well, maybe I'll do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Yes, I'm going to do it. And then I heard Trent. And he just stood out to how honest you could be and how you can be in this little community that nobody looks at you and says, wow, listen to this one. It was just you felt the compassion of him telling his story and the other people that had told their story. What I admired was you could tell as much as you wanted or as little as you wanted. But because of the safety, in the podcast, I knew that you could share whatever and that's where it was going to stay and it wasn't going to be judged. I love that. Well, because we live in such a world where we judge ourselves and there's a lot of judgy people around us. <laughs> I hate to say it. And I'm sure I judge too. So, and I judge myself more than I judge anyone else. But <laughs> exactly. That's great. So, did you find that safety and sane compassion and security in the group that we shared? Immediately. Immediately, everyone that was on the journey with me immediately connected. There wasn't anyone out there that was like, you didn't feel comfortable telling your story to, or somebody that didn't have compassion 
not necessarily feeling sorry for you, but have the compassion to listen with their heart and to help you, not to judge you or to say, you know, you're really out there that those things don't matter. I love that. You're right, because I think so much of the time we talk ourselves into minimizing the things that are affecting us, right? And I think that's part of the reason why we struggle so much because we're downplaying it in our own head and hearts about like, oh, well, this isn't that big of a deal from my childhood or this happened, but it's not that big a deal. Or, you know, I had this dream in my heart. I really want to do it, but it's too big for me. Like we downplay everything for ourselves. And I think it's really great to have safe spaces that we can bring it into the light and have people like cheer you on and or validate those places. So did you find validation? Did you find cheering on? Like, what did you find? Like, what was like one of the neatest parts for you? I think the biggest part was the belief in me that people didn't say they wouldn't do that to you. Nobody does that to anybody. If that's true. You read about that in the newspaper. You know, that's not happening to you. You're making it up. So anytime you did talk, there was that total security blanket of feeling the belief that people really had what you needed. They had the ears to listen and the heart to be compassionate and to guide you, not to tell you what to do or to say, just forget about it. They helped you look through that window of writing your story over again. I love that. And Grace, you guys is talking about this part of the Feel Better journey is we do this, what's called rewrite your story. And we're not changing facts at all. Like, in fact, we are more honest with the facts than ever. And then we're just trying to look through it through a different lens, a more livable lens, right? Like we look at it like a through a kaleidoscope, right? If you, you were a kid, you had one of those kaleidoscopes, you can see things through different lenses with different colors, like just seeing our story through a different lens, which truly so that we can move through it and hopefully find some healing and find some purpose and meaning and and just find peace with ourselves. So that's what she's talking about when we're talking about rewriting our stories. And that's like one of the most exciting parts for me, you know, and it's never just a one time event. Like it's a process, right? It's like peeling an onion back. Right. And so did you find that the feel better journey equipped you like with more skills or more tools or do you feel better equipped now going back into your real life day to day? Oh, absolutely. You know, you can't change what happened. It's there. It's history. You just have to let it go. And I know that's hard. And I'm not saying there's days where I don't feel like, uh uh-oh, I'm not going to slip. But the tools, I mean, you come out of there with a whole tool chest of tools. You know, compassionate curiosity. Well, why am I feeling this way? Why am I letting that trigger me when I have the love of God on my shoulders and I don't need anything else? Hmm. I love that. I love that. I love that you got so many tools out of it because that's one of the main focuses is is like, what are the ways in which to find more peace or to find more joy? Because we can talk about it. We can throw a Bible verse about it. We can pray about it. But like, how do you actually attain peace in the storm of life? Like, how do you actually attain peace when you've been betrayed or hurt or wounded or abused? Like, it just doesn't until you understand how to walk through it. It sounds like, you know, I'm speaking Hebrew, like it sounds like I'm speaking in foreign language. So I love that you brought up the tools. What were one or two of your favorite tools or strategies that you implement day to day now? Compassionate curiosity. And, you know, you just have to stop and think. And again, the geograms were really good because they brought out the good, too. Sometimes we only see 
the bad. And the fruit, you know, there's good fruits and there's bad fruits, but you have to accept some of the bad fruits because there are a lot of good. And um, one of the other big ones was the practice makes progress. So, you know, you practice it every day and it doesn't have to be a whole thing. But I, with those tools, I've learned that I have to forgive the past and I can move on to the future and the present or whatever needs to be done. And it doesn't mean I'm going to forget that. But again, it not only helps me, it helps the other people in my life that they're not saying, oh, here comes Eeyore again. You know, I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I'm not blaming anybody. And I can work on making those things that happened better by using the tools. Oh, I love that. Okay. And you brought up the genogram, which maybe some people aren't really familiar with. So one of the modules in the Feel Better journey is we do this whole breakdown of the genogram. And you could spend weeks on a genogram. We spent, you know, a few hours on it or whatever. But basically, it's the family history. It's your heritage. It's like, what did you inherit from your family? Like, we all inherited our skin color or our eyes or our our hair color, right? Well, we also inherited maybe some anxiety or maybe some lean towards depression or maybe we inherited perfectionism, right? Like, there's different things that we inherited just based on our experiences, but also based on like DNA and biology. And so I think being able to kind of paint a picture of like, oh my gosh, my grandma had anxiety. I mean, even we talked about in utero stuff and how what our mom was going through when she was pregnant, that has an effect on our, literally our DNA, guys. And so, and I know so much of the time we're just trying to like pray these things off and I believe in prayer, but some of it is just, you know, I can't pray a different skin color on me, right? I can go to Hawaii and spend three weeks and hopefully get tanned. But I come home three weeks later, I'm still iridescently white. <laughs> like, I can't pray that away. I can't pray the white off me. I, in the same way, I found I can't pray the anxiety off of me. Like, sure, I don't want to go down those tunnels to where the anxiety turns into a big issue and is harming me. But at the same time, the gift of my anxiety is the passion and zeal which I live life with. And so if I can harness it well, by managing it well with the Lord and different tools and prayer and meditation and all the things and, you know, compassionate curiosity like Grace brought up. Oh, my gosh, that's how we thrive. So I love that. I love that. Do you see a difference now in your life since you've been implementing the tools in your life, like from day to day? Do you have what's the biggest difference in your life, would you say? The biggest difference is that I don't just get nervous and start anxiety on myself. I stop. And again, I take that deep breath and I talk to God. I say, okay, something's not right here. Give me the path, the avenue to go. Which tool am I going to use? There's so many. Am I going to think today? I'm not going to fly off the handle. And I think that that's the biggest thing. And I do it a lot in my life. Like if I'm at the grocery store and I get annoyed, I'm like, okay, turn around, go down the other aisle because. This person is going to set something off, you know, just because I'm in a rush or, you know, they have no idea that I'm standing there, but that's life. So I'm learning to use those tools in everyday life to make my life more like Jesus wants it to be. He wants me to have joy. He wants me to show love. All of those are tools, again, from him that I can use anytime. 
I can use those and the tools that you've provided to be what you want us to be. So it sounds like you kind of gained like a pause. Instead of being so reactionary, you're more responsive in a more wise way when things come up in your life. And I, I love that. It's one of the things we don't really talk about a lot because it feels like nailing jello to the wall. But when I hear somebody who goes through the program and they're talking in this language, I'm like, ah, you, you got the pause. Like you were granted the pause from Jesus because that pause can save a marriage. That pause can save a relationships. That pause can save our own need to apologize to 27 people. I mean, that pause can save us from a lot and not being so reactionary, but actually being able to pause and then respond in a more calm, godly way or whatever you want to call it. So I love that, Grace. That's awesome. So Grace, before you signed up, did you have any hesitancy? I know you said you went back and forth, like, should I sign up? No, I'm not going to sign up. Should I sign up? Not Like what made you actually pull the trigger and what were some of your hesitancies? I don't know if I want to do this. No, yes. Well, I don't know if I can make time for this. But then I realized I had to make time for it. I had to take the leap of faith. I had to believe that this is what I needed in my life now because we don't gain days in our life. We lose them. And if we don't have the joy in our life, then what good is it? I want people to say, why are you so happy? Why are you always smiling? I'm going to say, because I took the journey and I have Jesus in my heart. (laughs) That's the best. I love that. Thanks for the free promotion right there, Grace. You're (laughs) awesome. That's amazing. You're so sweet, man. Okay. Would you do it again? Absolutely. I personally feel I would sign up again. But my own thing is right now, I have to work on it every day. I can't say, well, see, I took that program. It didn't help me. No, if I don't work on it, If I don't believe I can get better, I'm never going to get that step forward. I have the tools now. I have the energy now. And I have the love of my community and yourself to move forward and to say, you can do this. Do you think relationships in your life have gotten better? Like, has your relationship with yourself gotten better? Has your relationship with your husband or your sister or other people in your life gotten better? I definitely see myself. Because I don't take things as personal as I did 10 weeks ago. When somebody wasn't including me, I'd be like, oh, Eeyore, they didn't ask me. Well, you know what? Some people are in your life for a season, a reason, or all the time. So that was the biggest thing. With my husband and I, yes, because he understands my struggles better. By talking to him and letting him know what's going on, how I can make it better. It doesn't, you just don't do it overnight. It takes time, whatever the situation was. So I always had a really good relationship with my sister, but it's better now because she knows I'm on the road to a better journey. So that really improved. I love that. Did the feel better journey, did it give you like language and talking points to be able to communicate more clearly what you were processing and and going through with your husband? Like, do you feel like that that helped a bit? Yeah, because again, I had the tools and I didn't have to be ashamed. So that's the big thing of the journey. You learn there's nothing to be ashamed of. You, you know, you didn't wake up that day and say, this is going to happen to me, but you can't change it. You accept it, you move on and you just keep going forward. And It's a huge difference. 
myself not being so critical of myself because of those past hurts. This didn't look right. This hair is crooked. You know, the dress is not right. Those are just excuses for not stepping up and taking what you're responsible for. I learned that now. (laughs) I love that you can walk unashamed. I mean, that is something I don't really talk about a lot on the podcast because shame is weird for people. Like people are like, oh, we're going to deal with my shame. I don't want to deal with my shame. Right. And what is shame? And and I don't even want to talk about shame because shame is anything that you really don't want to deal with or face. Right. But one of the underbelly hopes is as we walk through the feel better journey, that we're just less ashamed about who we are. We're less ashamed about our history and in everything. And so I love that that was one of the, your takeaways. That's a golden nugget that I don't really <laughs> talk about, but that is one of the fruits of it. So I love hearing that that was one of your fruits. That's right. And I don't feel during the journey that you pushed that on us or convinced us of that. That was on our own that we came to the realization that, hey, here you are. You're a human being. Don't be ashamed of who you are. You're God's child. You think he's going to make jump? No. So you just need to realize that. But I don't feel any time in the journey you ever pushed anything on us. Well, and that's the hope, right? I just want to walk you guys through the process and the framework and and then see what God does and see what where you need. The Lord highlights what we need to work on and what we need to work through, right? And so everybody has a different experience. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Okay. Did you enjoy the private podcast feed in the workbook? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. I I would listen to them multiple times and then I would sit down and when I was doing the workbook, I'd have that particular podcast in the background because sometimes there was points in it that really triggered some of the questions that we were answering or the tools that we were learning how to use. It's amazing. I always laugh when people listen to the episodes more than once because I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I can't hear my voice anymore. How do people (laughs) listen to this thing? (laughs) <laughs> so that's great. And they're short. They're bite sizable, right? So I mean, they, yes. so they're easier to kind of, you know, attain and kind of walk through and replay them if you need to and all that. So that's awesome. I love it. And some people, they don't do the workbook. Like I've had people who never printed out one workbook sheet and just listened to the audios on their walks or in their car and then came to the meetings. Or we've had people who don't even go to the meetings and have still had major breakthroughs because they're doing the just the audios. So Grace, I know you had already talked about the tool, the compassionate curiosity, but maybe we could talk about like if you had one or a couple of major breakthroughs for yourself, what would you say that those were? I think the biggest thing was that I could accept my past and that I could move forward, but I could do it one step at a time. It wasn't going to go away. There might be days where I'm thinking, "Ah, and you know, but I could step forward and I could dust myself off. You know, like when you ride the bicycle, get back up, keep going, because it's just the tools that we need to understand ourselves, to understand what happened. Again, you can't change it, but you sure can look at it through a different lens. Yeah. And that's the hope, right? To learn what true compassion is instead of just having harsh judgment for ourselves or for our past or for even the people that harmed us is how do we find compassion for ourselves for what we went through, what we endured, and then how do we find connection to move forward through it so we can have more peace? Because I don't think God wants us living with a bunch of regret and turmoil over things that 
have already happened, right? But they have such a lasting effect upon us. And this is where until we have like the tools and are equipped to be able to deal with them when the memory comes up or when things come up, we just wander. And so I love that. I love that. I also found it though, using those tools in the present, because like I do a lot of volunteer work and I, there's a lot of volunteers and some of them, you know, you go up to and you talk to and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then others you talk to and they give you that look like, why are you talking to me? So I just turned around and say, oh, I guess they don't want to talk to me. I'm good. I don't have to think, well, what was wrong with me? Did they not like my shirt? You know, did I say something wrong? Did I look at them wrong? So you can use those right now in the present too. I love that. So before the feel better journey, you took things a lot more personally when people were rude to you or yes, right. Then you do now. So now you do let it roll off your shoulder, so to speak. (laughs) Grace, that's awesome. That's huge. That's amazing. Okay. So what would you say to someone who's on the fence? Like if they're like you were and kind of like, should I sign up? No, I'm not going to sign up. Can this really help me? No, I don't know if it's going to help me. Like, what would you say to someone who's going back and forth and on the fence? I would say, take the leap, try it. You know, it's not, you're not being poured in cement. So just go and try it. Try it. Don't hesitate. Because when you keep hesitating, you're not going to do it. Then you're going to be deeper and deeper. So that hesitation makes us further back than trying it. Just try it once. They're going to love it. And I have to tell you this. When I was listening to the journey, you know, and you were talking about signing up, Then you said, well, we're almost full, but there's a waiting list. I said, oh, I'll go on the waiting list and I bet I don't get in. And sure enough, I did. And it was the best thing that happened. So, oh, I love that. Oh, Grace, that's awesome. I remember the day you signed up, too, because I remember I think you were the last seat to sign up. And right. Like (laughs) I hustled to get everything to you right away because everything else was ripped out. So it was great. I was so excited. I'm like, yay, great. (laughs) As we had emailed a bit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that was another thing. The door is always open. There's no, well, email me and I'll get back to you. We could call you. We can do WhatsApp. We can, there's so many tools. Erica, we can talk to her. She's right there for us. There's no facade, none. It is what it is and it's all real. I love that. I, it's so funny. I'm glad you said that because I get emails and then when I respond to them from people, new listeners, they're like, is this actually Danny? Did Danny really respond? I'm like, how? what? Do people not respond to their own emails? Like, like, yes, of course it's me. Like, this is my community. Like, you guys are my people. Like, I'm invested in you, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, I love it. So you felt supported the whole way. You never felt like you didn't have what you needed to go through the program? Everything was there. Everything. It was never a closed door. I love that. Do you have any other final thoughts or final things you want to share? I just wish that everybody would give it a chance because it really did work. You know, there's plenty of self-help books out there. There's plenty of therapists. But when you get into a small community that believes and, first of all, believes in Jesus and then believes in you and it just goes, it's just so, it's so soothing. I love this. I love it. Grace, I'm really inspired by you. I think for number one, well, I found out how old you were, what, last week? And you guys, if you could see Grace, she does not look her age at all, okay? So, and we don't have to share how old you are, but... You, doesn't bother me. 
Grace is in her 70s, you guys. Okay, so Grace gave me permission to share with you guys. If you see her, and I'm going to put her picture up on social media, she looks 55, like maybe tops, okay? But the coolest thing about Grace is that she has lived a life, like she's lived a lot of life, right? And I don't just mean years, I mean like experiences. And she's been very successful. And the career that she built for herself took a lot of like tenacity and wisdom and grit and God's favor and all the things. And you're such a hard worker. You're such a giver. I mean, I see it with your volunteering and just how you want to help everybody. Like, I think you've never said no to anyone who needed you. (laughs) Beautiful. And we're working on boundaries, right? But (laughs) the coolest part to me, Grace, is that in your 70s, you're like, I'm not done. There is still more for God to do with me on this planet. And you took a leap on yourself to work on yourself so that your next chapters can be really more peaceful, really more purpose-filled, even though you have already lived such a purpose-filled life. And so I just commend you because I think sometimes we begin to hit these, you know, midlife to later chapters in life and we're like, well, I'm done or this is as good as it gets. And so I just have so much respect for you because I can see just your continued tenacity to like, no, I want to bet on myself. I want to feel better. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do the work and then hopefully build really awesome more chapters in your life. And so I just I commend you. Um, Thank you. I so respect you. I I love it. You're so inspiring to me. I hope I'm still doing the work in my 70s on myself with the Lord. You know, it's amazing. Well, I love you, Grace. I'm so grateful you're here. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.